start with the hard stuff. Hello, desk defenders, cubicle champions, open space servicemen, corner office combatants, home den defenders, and coffee shop conquerors. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am not the workplace hero. That's you. You see, the goal of this podcast is to make you into a workplace hero. I'm just your guide on this journey. Think of me as your auditory custodian. Over at lifehacker.com, I found an article where they say that the first hour of your morning sets the stage for your entire day to follow. Wow. Let's sit with that for a second. Think back to this morning. How did you spend your first hour? Personally, I put my coffee on, went to the bathroom, took my vitamins, came back out, fired up my laptop, grabbed my coffee, and then I spent the rest of the hour responding to some easy and friendly emails and scrolling through endless photos of my friend's pets on Instagram. Then I headed to the gym. I'm not sure how that sets the stage for the rest of the day, but I've survived this far, so let's keep going. The article went on to say that there's a better way to start your day than what I just described, and that is to take the morning to tackle the hardest jobs of the day, those heavy tasks that you're pretty sure you won't have the mental fortitude for later on. By doing that thing that might otherwise get put off first thing in the morning, you will feel a large sense of accomplishment, to have it done and in the can as we say in the biz. You can then use that happy feeling to carry you through the rest of the day. Recently, conventional wisdom was challenged by something that Penn State University refers to as precrastination. After doing a series of studies in which students pick up and carry one of two buckets, researchers theorized that many people prefer to take care of difficult tasks sooner rather than later. That theory poses the question of whether this new idea of precrastination or the more widely acknowledged constructive procrastination is more effective. The research, published in Psychological Science, which is a journal of the Association for Psychological Science, suggests that people often opt to begin a task as soon as possible, just to get it off their plate, even if they have to expend more physical effort to do so. Study author David Rosenbaum, who's a distinguished professor of psychology, said, Most of us feel stressed about the things we need to do. We have to-do lists, which are not just slips of paper we carry with us or on our phones, but also in our heads. The researchers conducted a total of nine experiments. This is what it looked like. Picture this. College student participants stood at one end of an alley, along which two plastic beach buckets were stationed. The students were instructed to walk down the alley without stopping and to pick up one of the two buckets and drop it off at the end point. The researchers varied the positions of the two buckets relative to the starting point, and the students were asked to do whatever seemed easier. Pick up and carry the left bucket with the left hand or pick up and carry the right bucket with the right hand. In the first three experiments, participants showed an overwhelming tendency to choose whichever bucket had the shorter approach distance which translated to a longer carrying distance. 
In case you were wondering, the researchers were able to rule out various potential explanations, including potential problems with hand-foot coordination or left and right-handedness or differences in attention in subsequent experiments. When the students were asked to explain why they chose the bucket they did, they often said, I just wanted to get it done as soon as I could. Now, back to Professor Rosenbaum. He said, our findings indicate that while our participants did care about the physical effort, they also cared a lot about mental effort. And they wanted to complete one of the subordinate tasks that they had to do, which is picking up the bucket, in order to finish the entire task of getting the bucket to the drop-off site. Now, all this was without the promise of a nap or a vacation or even a cookie. The subjects simply wanted to experience the good feeling of knocking the task off their mental to-do list. Sound familiar? Does to me. It's likely the same reason that I answer emails first thing in the morning. I know that that is off my list and I can concentrate on other more fun and fulfilling tasks. In another laboratory in a university far, far away, behavioral scientists have discovered that one of the most effective ways to create an enjoyable experience is to stack the painful parts of the experience early in the process. Psychologically, we prefer experiences that improve over time. That means it's better for the annoying parts to happen early in the experience. As a side note, they also discovered, not at all surprisingly, we don't seem to enjoy it when painful experiences are drawn out or repeated. Here are some examples of how society stacks the painful part at the beginning. If you're at the dentist, it's better to combine the annoyance of waiting into one segment. The wait feels shorter to your brain if you spend 20 minutes in the waiting room rather than spending 10 minutes in the waiting room and 10 minutes alone in the exam room. The scientists also found that people enjoy all-inclusive vacations because they pay one lump sum at the beginning, which is the painful part, and then the rest of the trip is divided into positive experiences, excursions, and parties that kind of feel like they're somehow free. If you're a project manager, you've probably noticed that it's better to give the bad news to your clients first and then finish with the good news. Your clients will remember an experience more favorably if you don't start with the super cool new features you've added and then end with the bummer news that the project is horribly behind schedule and horribly over budget. So let's take a normal day where you might have something annoying or painful to do, like writing a proposal. And you also have something you really enjoy doing, like writing a five-star review for your favorite new podcast. If you write the five-star review on your lunch break and then start the proposal with only an hour left of your workday, you'll remember your day as going from a good experience to a bad experience. Obviously, that's the opposite of what you want to remember because your brain likes it when experiences improve as the time goes on. Interestingly enough, to us folks who are involved in marketing or sales, the path to a kick-ass workday resembles the path to a kick-ass customer experience. It starts with a few painful experiences and improves as you go until you are happily holding your cool new purchase in your hot little hands. Using this strategy, you allow yourself to move toward happiness even when you know there are some annoying or painful things you have to get done. 
Very much like the people in the bucket experiment, or your trip to the dentist, the biggest high you can experience from these tasks is to get them over with. Get them out of the way. Get them off your to-do list, and then you can spend the rest of the day admiring your glistening teeth and knocking the easy stuff off your list. I think this is super interesting stuff, and definitely worth trying out. Now, your homework for this week. Pick three big things that you need to get done each day this week, and no more. If you choose like a hundred things, you'll just get all confused and not get anything done. So only pick three and put them at the top of your to-do list. And by the way, if you haven't picked up on this already, you are going to need to start using a to-do list. And don't worry, we'll cover how to manage those in a future podcast, I promise. So. Pick the three big things you need to accomplish and then get them done as soon as you possibly can. Do those three things early in the day and then bask in the glow for the remainder of the day. And whatever you do, make sure your first hour is well spent. If you do it right, it may just be the most productive hour you have. Now that's it for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, or the podcast website, WorkplaceHero.me, because according to a recent study by Evolve, in which they monitored hundreds of metrics for Fortune 500 companies, there is an exciting correlation between usage of social networks and productivity output per employee. They found that employees who belonged to more than five social networks had 1.6% higher sales conversions than their counterparts, and a 2.8% lower average call time. See? You'll be more productive if you engage with me on more than one social media platform. <laughs> but if you only choose one, please, make it giving this podcast a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever else you happen to be listening. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, in Vancouver, Canada. Additional research, social media, and editing by Eleanor Cohen. Logo by Ken Cunningham. And music is courtesy my old band, The Irregular Heartbeats. Today's heroic topic came from Lifehacker, Buffer Social, and Penn State University. Check out the show notes at workplacehero.me for more information. Now, go make this week count.